This is the Chicken Yogi Show, hosted by the Chicken Yogi, Kit Kilstow. Kit creates neurodivergent and chronic illness liberation through a devotion to radical free-range wellness. Look for wellness as unique as you are and find your own path with the Chicken Yogi way. Learn more and receive a free gift when you subscribe to their newsletter at chickenyogi.com. And now, today's show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Chicken Yogi Show. I'm Kit Kilstow, your host. And today I want to talk about a topic that if you are within the autistic community, you've probably heard some discussion about, and that is same foods. But I want to encourage you, even if you don't think you're autistic, even if you're not sure if you're autistic, I really want to encourage you to pay attention to this episode because as I detail my experience with same foods, one of the things you'll realize is a good 20 years before I was diagnosed as autistic, I had some same foods that I ate every day probably for a year or two for dinner every single night. And that, you know, looking back as a late diagnosed autistic person is one of the things where I'm going, gee, you know, that's kind of a big red flag. But I feel like even if you're not autistic, you can have some same foods, some comfort foods. You may have heard them used the term comfort foods not to the extent that autistic or neurodivergent people do, but I do feel that this is an episode and a topic that really everybody can benefit from because one of the traditional wellness truisms is you have to eat better, you have to eat healthy, more fruits and more vegetables. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, you know, especially where I'm at now, it's mid-April, People are starting to plant their gardens. People, you know, farmers markets are starting to ramp up. That adding more fresh fruits and vegetables to your diet, I don't think is ever a bad thing, um, unless you have a food sensitivity or something along those lines. However, when you have a set of same foods, or to be honest, you're dealing with socioeconomic issues, maybe you live in a food desert, which even exists in the Midwestern part of the United States, or kind of Midwest-South kind of border, which is kind of where I'm at. Um, I'm technically in a food desert um, here in Southern Missouri, because my nearest grocery store is about 15 miles away, and by car, no public transport. So, you know, there's a lot of different factors that go into what we eat, but today I just wanted to talk about same foods and what same foods are and how they can actually help our wellness and how they can also maybe present some challenges or some obstacles. So while there's no traditional definition of same foods, a same food is exactly what it sounds like. It is the same food that you eat Either it's a go-to food for when you don't have energy, for when you don't have a lot in the house. It also could literally be the same meal that you have day after day after day, specifically like for breakfast or for lunch or even multiple times a day. And there's, you know, some discussion around same food. It's also people kind of invert that and talk about being selective or picky eaters. The thing is, I don't like those terminologies in part because 
food is about bringing new, new nutrients and nourishment into the body. Food is about bringing something into your body. And same food actually is a lot about trust and safety. And if you've listened to my podcast, you know that trusting and safety, especially safety, is a big theme of mine. If you eat the same food, whether that's the same food for a specific meal or whether that is a same food, you know, just repeatedly, that means that you trust that food and your body to play nicely together. And a good example, which I'll be talking about in more detail later on in this episode, is my morning smoothie. I um, use my same food, which is a smoothie. It's a smoothie that I have pretty much made in some variation or another for a good 20, 25 years. Now, I haven't had that for breakfast. Um, I alternate. I kind of go in and out of smoothie habits, and it's been a while. But my smoothie is my same food, and it's about trust because since I have fibromyalgia and I have GI issues that are associated with my autism and with my fibromyalgia, I don't know how I'm going to feel every morning. And I don't know if what I'm going to eat is going to make me feel good. A smoothie for me is something that I know I can have, I can make it healthy, and I know it's going to be okay in my stomach. I know that I'm not going to get sick after eating it, or I know that I'm going to be okay eating it. So same food is a lot about trust and a lot about being aware of how foods interact with your body. And if you have food sensitivities, if you have texture or taste sensitivities or preferences for taste and texture, then eating same foods like that really helps that. So we're going to go back in time, about 20, 25 years, and I want to tell the story of a young person who was living on their own for the first time, um, did not know they were neurodivergent, did not know they were autistic, and every night for dinner, this young person who no surprise, happens to be me. This young person had white rice mixed with a can of mushrooms, a can of green beans, some butter. Sometimes I threw some basil or Italian seasoning over it um, and some Parmesan cheese out of the can. I did not know about or was not introduced to the real good Parmesan cheese, the shredded kind um, at that time. And so this is what I had every night for dinner when I got home from work. This was my comfort food. This was my same food. And I pretty much, and some of that was budgetary. I mean, even though it was the 90s, I was living on my own. You know, those jobs still didn't pay a lot, although minimum wage sure went a lot further back then than it does now. So some of it was budgetary. Some of it was same food. Some of it was comfort food. And that is what I had every night for dinner. And that was my same food. Coincidentally enough, I also tried to become vegetarian during this time. However, that particular meal, rice, mushrooms, green beans, which in and of itself is not that unhealthy, but then we threw in some butter and threw in some canned Parmesan cheese, that and chips and dip, Ruffles and Dean's French onion dip, that was how I went vegetarian for about a year and a half. And that was pretty much all I ate. Suffice to say, it was not healthy. Suffice to say... I didn't lose weight or experience any of the health benefits that people experience when they go vegetarian because those were my same foods and that was all I ate. 
one of the things I have realized is as much as I want to transition to a more plant-based diet and as much as I want to be more more cognizant and aware of where my food comes from. And this is as I've learned more about agriculture, learned more about yogic philosophy, yoga philosophy, Buddhism. You know, it's it's a shift that I want to make for, for personal reasons, not necessarily for health. But if you're going to do it healthy, it requires a wide variety of fruits and vegetables, which one is not included in my same food repertoire. And two, that takes money and time and energy that I simply don't have. And so that those same foods in a way hindered my goal to eat better. I mean, my mom's a nurse. I've been in and out of Weight Watchers since the 90s. I know all about eating more fruits and vegetables. I know all about how we quote unquote should eat. The ways that we quote unquote should eat don't play nicely with my same foods. So if we fast forward about 10 years, I was working graveyard shift. And so my dinner usually fell about one, two o'clock in the morning and I worked from home. So I had access to my full kitchen and what my same food ended up being for my lunches was about half a dozen tater tots fried up in a skillet with oil. Again, a can of mushrooms. And I cracked two or three eggs, scrambled them up, and made kind of an egg omelet frittata scrambled eggs thing. Threw some cheese on it, and that was my same food. And so again, you know, first of all, there's a common theme. There's a can of mushrooms. And between my spouse and I, we go through a lot of canned mushrooms. Um, I also like to use fresh mushrooms too. But, you know, so there's some common themes are in the same food. But again, that was what I had for breakfast or for breakfast slash lunch on my graveyard shift for a very long time. And the reason why is, again, I knew how it tasted. It had the textures I wanted. It satisfied kind of that need for breakfast, but also I knew I could cook it in the half an hour allotted for lunch. And so now my same food, I, you know, I kind of alternate have alternated my breakfast, same foods. I was a big cereal person. Um, the cereals I like are like Captain Crunch or Lucky Charms. So to try to cut down on my added sugar, I switched to oatmeal, love oatmeal, but even with oatmeal, my stomach, my fibromyalgia, my GI stuff, not, not quite happy with that. And so I've transitioned out of my smoothies, which to me is a very healthy way to start off my day. It is a day I can start off my day with some, some goodness, some fruit, some fruit. I can start off my day with some vitamins and minerals and also I can start off my day knowing that I've kind of given my stomach a little hug. And so hopefully I won't get sick throughout the morning. So my smoothie and the ingredients shift a little bit. For example, I use kefir that I buy, which is kind of a, a fermented yogurt drink. Um, I use that that I buy at the store because it takes less energy and I have less waste than if I make it at home. But my smoothie consists of probably about um, a half to two-thirds a cup of kefir. Um, and I get either the flavored kind or the plain kind, whatever whatever Aldi's has. 
I throw in a handful of frozen fruit, usually frozen strawberries because I like them as well as the fact that they're they're cheap. One banana, again, healthy, I like, soft on the stomach, good vitamins, good source of potassium. And then I add a a serving of golden milk powder. And I'll put a link to that on my show notes. It's actually something I discovered at Amazon, trying to get more turmeric, more anti-inflammatories into my diet. And I really, really like this stuff. So I'll share it with you. And a scoop of protein powder. And I just get the cheap protein powder at Walmart. Um, It's like $20 a container, Um, but I only use one scoop, so I use half the recommended serving, and that really helps me out. Not only does it make it last longer, but I think it makes my smoothie taste better. And then whatever space is left in my little blender cup thingy, I fill with milk, either skim or 2%. Um, Skim if I can get it, but the little grocery store in the little town that's only 15 miles away from me doesn't have skim milk. So that's my smoothie. I blend it up. I drink it on my way to the office cabin. I drink it while my computers are booting up because my personal computer is an old refurbished unit. takes a long time to boot up. And then I dive into my morning cup of coffee. I have a couple of cups of coffee every morning. But that smoothie really is a same food for me. Now, I may alternate out the fruit depending on what's cheap. I may alternate out the flavor of the kefir. I've got um, blueberry right now. I just opened it up this morning. Prior to that, I had plain or strawberry banana. Um, I may alternate. I may change. If I don't have kefir, I may use just plain old Greek yogurt, um, usually vanilla or strawberry. But So I may like mix it up a little bit. But that, to me, starts me off with some nice protein, which I find really helps my cognitive functions in the morning. It's, you know, again, smooth. It coats the stomach. It it makes my body happy. And I really like that. So that's an area where, you know, previously I talked about how same foods did not help your wellness, how I really couldn't go vegetarian on rice, mushrooms, green beans, chips, and dip. But that morning smoothie gets me, you know, gets me good um, vitamins, gets me fruits, gets me some protein, and really starts the day off right. And then I also find, because I'm having that protein in my smoothie, that helps my cognitive function. It also helps me to feel full so I don't feel like I have to stim eat or stress eat throughout the day, depending on whether I get overwhelmed at work or not. So that's kind of my experience with same foods. I kind of want to expand that though. Um, I'm going to talk about my spouse and I'm sure he's okay with this, but we haven't really talked about me talking about him on the podcast, but my spouse is diabetic and I am very familiar with diabetic eating because my mom, my aunts, everybody on that side of the family is diabetic. I am not so far, and that's why I've kind of been very aware of things um, and aware of things I need to look out for and, and why I got off of, for example, the sugared cereal. But he is also neurodivergent, and he also has his same foods. And one of the things that I don't want to say we're struggling with, but we're looking for unique approaches to is how to transition his diet to be more diabetic friendly 
because, of course, before he met me, he was a bachelor and he ate as you would imagine a stereotypical bachelor would eat. He has a dish that he likes to cook, which is potatoes, can of mushrooms. There we go. There's the mushrooms again. Um, puts a little bit of cheese in it, bacon, of course. And it's not a bad dish, but... When he made it before, he used to make it, you know, with six tablespoons of butter. And there was, it, it was not as healthy as it, as it could be. We've made some adjustments over the years. So while he still cooks his dish, we don't use, for example, as much butter or oil in it. Um, we've taken out the eggs. We, we've made some adjustments to it. But he has his same foods. And one of the challenges or the, the, opportunities for inventiveness that we're looking for is how to adjust his diet so it still provides the same trust, the same feel good, but also is a bit healthier for him as, you know, we work to adjust to his diabetes. And this has been a project that we've worked on pretty much for about the last 10 years. And it's, and you know, it's a matter of taking it in baby steps. So I'm in charge of dinner. I cook dinner, except for the one night a week when he cooks his dish. And so what I have done is I, you know, we have the, the foods that we like to eat, but I also like to experiment. For example, we've discovered that when I make a beef stew, which is literally beef stew meat, vegetables for soup, and some beef stock or beef broth, whatever I happen to be able to grab, put it in the crock pot. It's a lovely dinner. We both like it. And it's really good for his morning blood sugars. So, you know, we, we started experimenting and things like that. And so we now have kind of our same food dinners that we rotate through. We have the same dinner that we eat Saturday nights. That's our Star Trek night. And so we, you know, we have something we eat then. Um, there's some things that I like to cook that are more comfort food for me. And so we make sure we have those at least once a week. And so we rotate through those foods. So we are able to use our same foods, not necessarily in an every night repeating night, but we're able to use our same foods in kind of a rotating fashion, a menu to choose from when I create the menu. And then that way we work to have something that's healthier. So why do we talk about autistic same foods? Well, first of all, most people want to be aware of what they're eating. Um, and I'm not saying this in like a restrictive way or a losing weight way. It's good to know what you're eating, what your habits are, what you like. And then if you have any health concerns, if you, you know, do want to make changes to your diet, once you have that baseline, then you can think about how to adjust it. And so one of the things that a lot of people do, and I did it myself when I went on Weight Watchers, is you want to be healthy, you throw out all the bad stuff, full stop, restock your pantry with all of these different foods, and try to eat healthier, eat better, lose weight, whatever your goals are. And on one hand, that works for some people, but for neurodivergent people, for those of us who have our same foods, when your food is a matter of trust, and I say this also as somebody with a chronic illness, when your food is a matter of trust and you have to be able to trust what you put in your body and you have to be able to trust your body's reactions to it, 
that dance of what you eat and how to get healthier starts to become more difficult. And that dance starts to become less of a programmed waltz per se. You know, waltz is one, two, three, one, two, three. Pretty straightforward. Sometimes you throw in a twirl or a flourish and it starts to become, you know, something more like just general club dancing where, you know, you're just moving to the beat and you're doing what your body wants to do and you're trying to keep your equilibrium. Um, I'm not a dancer. Can you tell? <laughs> anyway, but, you know, when you have all of these factors going on, the traditional health and wellness advice doesn't work, which is why I talk about that we have to free range our wellness. We have to free range our path to finding out what works best for us. And so I strongly recommend that if you know you have same foods, if you know you have um, things that you can eat or things that you can't eat, start thinking about how to make tiny changes. You know, as I do with the smoothies, if you can mix up, for example, the flavor of your yogurt, if you can try different yogurt flavors, see if that works for you. Um, if you try to adjust what you're, you know, adjust what you're eating in small ways, maybe look at, you know, throwing in a can of vegetables if that's available to you or if you have the energy and the, the means to purchase fresh and to chop that up. Try adding different things, knowing what your good textures are, knowing what your same food textures are. And again, if you want to and only if you want to make changes, start by looking at making those smaller changes. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that. Again, this is only if you want to if you, you know, if there's things that you want to do, but I think it's good to experiment. One of the things with my same food, I'm going to use my smoothies as an example. I started drinking smoothies because a friend I had drank smoothies and she was skinny and athletic. And I thought if I drank smoothies, I'd get skinny and athletic. And now I realize that this was just the autism, you know, pattering. You, you look for human beings and you, and you pattern, um, you know, you pattern yourself after that to try to fit in. And so that was my attempt to fit in. But what I found was that my body really liked smoothies, that that was an accessible form of nutrients for my body. It really helped me and it became a very pleasurable thing. And so even though that friend is no, you know, that person is no longer in my life, I kept the smoothies because I liked them, my body liked them, and that's all that mattered. And so, you know, trying different things like that, if you see a recipe on social media and you think, oh, you know, that looks, that looks interesting. You can look at it. If you're not aware of how to tweak recipes, maybe talk to some people online. There's, you know, cooks and people online who are familiar with tweaking recipes who would love to help and love to talk food. I'm sure there's even autistic people who have food and cooking as a special interest because it can be so interesting and so fascinating. Um, if you're interested, I watch cooking shows. And not necessarily because I'm going to cook what they cook, but I'll pick out one ingredient to try and, you know, go, yeah, that works for me or, eh, you know, that was okay, but I'm not going to do that again. 
it's not so much, again, I'm not so much learning the techniques watching the cooking competition shows, but it's more just seeing how they put foods together, trying different things. And in fact, it was seeing um, somebody cook tiki masala on a cooking show. And I thought, oh, that looks so good. They made that look so good that I actually went online. I found a crock pot tiki masala recipe. Very simple. And it's um, chicken thighs, a can of cru- a big can of crushed tomatoes. I throw in my spices, some cumin, some garlic, some coriander, ginger, you know, things that I've already been cooking with and to some extent. And then, you know, I, you let that cook, you stir that over rice and it's very, very good. And that's actually, I should put that on the menu again when I make my menus. But the reason why I, I say things like that is because you can experiment. One of the nice things about food is that there is so much out there and there are so many ways. Um, Amazon is wonderful for buying things that like I can't buy here in rural Missouri. So when I needed um, even something like manicotti pasta shells, I was able to buy the actual pasta tubes to stuff um, from Amazon. I've gotten some really lovely different soy sauces from Amazon, for example. And so depending on what you're looking for, there's Amazon, um, there's Thrive Market, there's a bunch of different places that you can purchase different foods from to try. And even if they're not available in your local area, um, and, you know, love those of you who are in cities who, who have things like a good Asian market or a good, you know, a good place to buy food. I so much love to you because I wish I had places like that to buy things other than Walmart, um, and small town grocery stores. But you, you can actually buy a lot of these things online now. And one of the things that I'm hoping to try in the future is like um, the Misfits Markets box where they send you produce that isn't quite perfect for the store. And seeing that, that's something that I would have to look at because learning how to cook and eat all those different vegetables is something that would, even though I, I, I grew up, you know, in Iowa and with the family farm, we kind of all had our same foods there too. And there's a lot that probably could be said about neurodivergence that runs in my family that nobody discovered. But, you know, you can try different things and see if they work for you. And so one of the things I would love is if you have a tip like that, if you use a service like Misfits Market, um, if you are able to purchase things online, talk to me about your same foods. Talk to me about your food hacks. Talk to me about what you do um, to maybe bring a little bit of variety into your eating. So I hope this has been an interesting discussion of same foods and same foods and wellness and how it can help as well as present opportunities um, for some innovation or from, for some experimentation. I don't like calling it challenges because I I feel like it's not a problem unless somebody tells you it is. And sometimes you kind you got to do what you got to do. Like when I went vegetarian on rice chips and dip and green beans, you know, sometimes you just kind of got to go through that phase. So I I think it's important to think about, and I really do want to hear from you. And so feel free to drop me a line in the comment in the show notes 
feel free to you know drop me a line on social media. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you so much for listening to the Chicken Yogi Show. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow. And if you want to, subscribe on the website and receive notifications of new episodes every week. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Chicken Yogi Show, hosted by The Chicken Yogi, Kit Kalestow. Kit's passion is creating neurodivergent and chronic illness liberation through a devotion to radical free-range wellness. We're not one-size-fits-all people, so why should your wellness be designed for everyone? Learn more at chickenyogi.com and subscribe to the newsletter while you're there for a free gift. Please follow the podcast at podcast.chickenyogi.com. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Music is Running with the Horses by Purple Planet Music. Their website is purple-planet.com. This show is copyright 2023. All rights reserved by Kit Kalestow and Chicken Yogi. Thank you for listening.